game of basketball has taken us places we can never imagine. For winning four EuroLeague titles, playing six years in five countries, and making connections with people from all around the world. We have stories that can last a lifetime. All right, now it's time to tell yours. When I met Michael Jordan for the first time, and still to this day, if I see him, he's he's glowing. I, it just came down to, like I said, looking myself in the mirror, like, brother, you really do you want to play ball or not? I've never been in an environment like Euroleague, because you know, living over here in Europe, bro, Kyle, we kings over this time, bro. Right. <laughs> Denver Thuggets. <laughs> Appreciate y'all having us on here. This is Hoop Tales. Today, on our very first episode, we have a very special guest. A EuroLeague champion, an ACB champion, Spanish Cup winner, FIBA International Cup champion, and the list goes on. My guy, Real Madrid power forward, Trey Tompkins. Trey, what's up, my guy? What up, bro? What's good, man? I'm glad to be here. I appreciate y'all, boys. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. We appreciate you. You know, I mean, you take the time. Um, first of all, man. Um, I mean, everybody knows now that you know you were the you were the first player to come out. Um, well, publicly to you know come out that you had the COVID nineteen. So, you know, yeah. um, talk about how you are now. You know how you know how's everything going now with your situation, and then we'll kind of circle back and you know talk about you know um, you know the timeline about you know when you know, how everything kind of occurred for you. Right. Well, as of, as of now, bro, I'm, I feel like I'm back 100. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't take me long, honestly. It, it was when it first happened, it, it, I got like a, a small fever, like around the, in the middle of the day, and uh, I was falling asleep. I had a little fever when I went to sleep. I woke up, I had a little fever. So I, st- I told my fiance, told her, you know, telling her I was feeling bad, everything, all the all the regular symptoms of a, of a fever and all that. So then I called our team doctor, and um, he told me to stay at the crib. So for the next couple of days, I stayed at the house. And then they had a um, one of the people from our our team hospital come to the house. They did a test. They did they tested me and they tested my daughter. And um, the next day, the test came back. Like, I think they said it had to be like 16 hours or something like that. So it was the next morning when we woke up, I got had a text from our team doctor and he was like, uh, you tested positive for it, your daughter tested negative. So for me, from that point on, it really, it really felt like a, just a, just a common cold. I had like a, I had a cough and you know, my throat was a little scratchy, but it wasn't no more than that. After that, it was just really getting my energy back and, and getting back to 100. So it only took me about like four or five days, which I'm I'm thankful for. I, yeah, I was happy, man. man. God, man, that's, that's a blessing right there, man. <coughs> so they talk about you know everybody that's come in contact or has had the coronavirus. You know, quarantining is the the main thing. You know, these 14 yeah. days. So how was that process? You know, being with your fiance and with your daughter, did you have to isolate yourself from them or? How was yeah, that? Nah, so the thing about it was I, I asked him and, and he said, since they've already been with me and been around me over the time, they minded, we ain't no reason for me to just isolate myself from them since we all in the same house anyway. Mm-hmm. And that 14 days was, I mean, it was crazy because, I mean, it, it just got, it got released. Like, and I, and I was just getting messages from everybody. You know how that, uh, 
anytime some news come up about you, you know, everybody want to know what's going on. Everybody want to hear how you're doing and stuff. And they tested me um, again and to make sure that it was out and, um, it, and, and it was, it tested negative and my, uh, my fiance and my daughter, they good, everybody's straight now. So now then it just became a waiting game like everybody else now at this point. Talk, talk about the, the situation in Madrid, because um, you're still in Spain. And, you know, mm -hmm. talk about, you know, you guys deciding to, um, you know, stay there. You know, I think some guys have went back home, but, you know, you, you chose to stay there. Um, yeah. Talk about that and talk about, you know, what you what you think is going to happen as far as uh, will, we be, will we be playing basketball, you know, this summer um, at all? Um, it, for me, it's a loaded question because of the fact that she, my fiance is pregnant with my, uh, with our son and he should be here in July. Oh, so yeah. that had a lot, that had a lot to do with it too, for, for us to stay here. But the, uh, another reason was, I mean, we really, like you said, we really don't know what's going on. We really don't know whether we're going to play again. We really don't know what teams want to do. And I mean, from, from, from Real, they said that they wanted all of us to stay over here. Which I mean, it's cool because of the fact that back home, it, it's it's going crazy. You know, mm -hmm. Folks ain't folks ain't necessarily taking the right precautions, and I just I, it's somewhat like playing with fire. But you know, for her, it's it's a little bit more because she's pregnant, yeah. and I I ain't trying to play. That's not something to play with. That ain't not at all. So, and another thing is that we got our insurances through the team. So out here, the, and, and the birthing process is, is, is easier out here. She knew my daughter was born here, so she got mm -hmm. the same doctor wow. as, as the first time. So it's just, it's a lot of different factors for me. I mean, and if, if I could be home, I would. I'm a, I, I love home more than anybody, but, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just too, much, too much going on right now. And as, as, far, as, as far as the team goes and, and basketball, I, don't, I personally don't see – I don't see it happening, man, from, from a personal standpoint, just because it it's impossible to ensure everybody's safety, man. And, it, and there's no – no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you got to test. I mean, if, if they're talking about isolating us in one place, that means you got to test the people cooking the food. That means you got to – people right. working the hotel every day. That means you got to test. You know what I'm saying? It's just – it's the process is – it's way too much going on for them to be considering – doing this it's just it, it just seemed crazy to me bro yeah i feel the same way i feel like it's the basketball and all that should be secondary right now like we yeah. should that should even be like in the conversation like it should be like this is a, a global pandemic like this is a serious and for, uh, one thing that put it in perspective for me with spain is like acb is trying to play with, with every every bone in their body but it like how, how are we talking about playing basketball and kids can't even go outside or kids exactly. can't go to school yeah. We, what's what's the you know what I'm saying? What's the meaning? What's the priorities here? What's the exactly. real? Yeah. What's really going on? Like tell it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we can't even like they they. I feel like you know people are more worried about the financial aspect, but like it's like for That's us, what it is, man. it's like it's the it's the basic fundamentals. Like you got like and even like you going further than that. You got like there's guys that haven't left their apartments or left their cribs for almost like a yes. month, a month and a half. So like, how you expect guys to just come out like not doing anything? To you yeah. know, be able to be ready and play basketball at a high level within a two week period, three week period. So and I'm and I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. I got like I got a balcony here yeah. in Spain, so I can come out. I can sit on my balcony. I can I can work out on my balcony. It's some it's some dudes 
on my team that ain't yeah. got about that ain't got that got dogs <laughs> that ain't got balcony like what you what they doing with their dog what they doing with you know what i'm saying it, it's just it's it's a crazy it's a crazy thing man that they that they're it put everything in perspective though it really? let you know it let you know what, what these folks how these folks feel yeah real that's real that's real that's real all right, I guess we'll, let's let's jump into your uh, your early days, man. Growing up here in Georgia, from Lithonia, right? Yeah, Lithonia. So you talk about what it was like growing up in Lithonia, man. And, and man, first fell in love with Any, the game. I mean, anybody anybody that know Atlanta know Atlanta is a is a is a tough city. Um, and and taking it further, the basketball world, man, we got. You can go back as far as you want to think, as far as as, as basketball is concerned. It's a it's a it's a hell of a city to come up out of, and, and competition is thick every year. And and Latonia, I mean, as small as it is on the east side, it, it ain't no different. Uh, for me, I had, I had three, three, I had three pros on my middle school team. Me, Al Farouk Aminu, and uh, Marshawn Brooks all went to the same middle school. That's crazy. So, <laughs> so for us, it was like it was daily. Like we yeah. we all playing against each other every day in the behind the in the you know what I'm saying in the trenches behind the house. We we going to practice together. We you know what I'm saying we doing everything together. So we playing against each other every day. And then we go, you go from there, you go from middle school, y'all know the AAU circuit, take that. Well, I was a Celtic, uh, Al Farouk played with the Stars and came up like that. Chris Singleton was on my uh, middle, I mean, on my uh, AAU team too. Derek, Derek Favors was on my AAU team. Um, we had, I mean, just, just coming up, in Atlanta, it was it was like it was like basketball heaven for us, man. We mm -hmm. we loved it. Um, decided to, I, I went from I, I left my town on the east side and I went to got a scholarship to private school, a school called Wesleyan. Um, it's on the north side of the city. Um, went there for my freshman, sophomore, and then transferred my junior year to Oak Hill. Mm -hmm. Played my played uh junior year, won national championship there, and then left and went back home for my senior year, back to my private school. We won state there. And after that, decided to go to Georgia. Stayed home, went to University of Georgia, stayed there for three years, came out, uh, got drafted 37 to the Clippers. Um was there two years. My I, I had a nasty knee injury. And it um it pretty much I I, I had a micro fracture so mm -hmm. it took me nine months so I just sat out that whole next year I got released from the team after my surgery and then that's when I ended up I took that whole next next year off the rehab and, and get back right and then the next that that's when I ended up in Nizhny mm -hmm. and then went from there played that one year in Nizhny and then came here to Real been here since man. So we gotta we gotta go back though. We gotta talk about uh you know you playing at Oak Hill, man. Y'all was the number one squad in the nation. You know you had Brandon mm -hmm. Jackson and Nolan Smith. Just talk about that whole experience. That's probably you know besides AAU, your first experience of you know leaving the crib and being on your own. Yeah. You know, talk about that. Yeah, that was that was that was that was the best. That was probably the best year of my life as far as basketball goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, y'all know Oak Hill is 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 basketball. That's a basketball factory, yeah. And it's it's pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Like the closest the closest store or the closest McDonald's is like 
30 miles away, man. So the only thing we did was play ball. And the the I give credit to to Nolan, Brandon, Alex Legion, Julian Vaughn, mm-hmm. all my other teammates. We all they wanted to do was hoop. And I think that's what I think that's what made us so tight knit and, and got us to the point where we were so good that we we didn't want to do it wasn't really nothing else to do but hoop. Like and and that's all we really wanted to do. And Spent, we spent so much time together, man, on the road. Um, we had a sleeper bus because we was playing we, had, we was playing games and everywhere, bro. We, yeah. was, we was all over the country. We was see, barely on campus. See, I wasn't even flying the games. Y'all was just straight, like, on the buses scoring yeah, across we country. Sleep, the only the only flights we took was we played a game in Cali. We played yeah. a game, and we, and we played the Les Schwab tournament in Portland. Yeah. And them, those are the only flights. But other than that, we was playing the Marshall County Hoop Fest in Kentucky. Drove there. We drove to... <laughs> Ohio, we drove uh, Texas. We was everywhere, bro. Just it, it was it was dope, man. That was that was a hell of an experience. I talk about um, you know you you finish your high school career and you know you you say you love home, but talk about the other schools recruiting you and ultimately why did you decide to stay home at the at the University of Georgia? At first, when I was up on the hill, I was I was I was taking a lot of visits to Kentucky and North Carolina. When I first started to like really pay attention and think about where I wanted to go, my first thought was North Carolina. Yeah, um, I met with Roy Williams a lot. That was when they – that was the team, the uh, Hansborough, Danny Green, Ty Lawson, that team. Yeah. They was there. Um, Brandon Wright. Um, and I, I, we, we would all – we just shoot up there and shoot right back to campus. We was there every other week. So, <laughs> I, had got real fond, I had got real fond of uh, uh, Carolina. And then that summer, bef- right before I committed, I had – I changed my mind. And I had been down in Gainesville, Florida a yeah. whole bunch. And I was thinking, like, yo, I'm about to commit to Florida, like, next week, pretty much. Like, whenever the time was – during that time, I was like, all right, well, I, I done took three visits down here. I might as well just go ahead and commit because me and Coach Donovan was like this. And at the time, they had uh, Coach Preston. He was there, and he mm-hmm. was – me and him was tight. And Billy Donovan and my dad – I'm originally from New York. And yeah. my and my pops and Billy Donovan used to play in the parks together back in the day in New York. So that was even more of a reason for me to just go down there and just and, and be right under him. And then one one weekend, man, I had a conversation with my moms and she was just like, like it would be dope if I could just drive to your games and come back home and be able to go to work the next yeah. day. You know, my y'all you know the relationship with yeah. your moms. I just for me that was enough right there. That was a game changer right there. You know, we won't yeah. Mom wants, mom gets. Exactly. <laughs> so that 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 did it for me. And and Athens was a great. It was a great place, man. It, for for me, it was clo- it was far enough for me to be my own man. But it was close enough. If I needed to get back, I could get back. I want. I just want to go back real quick. So, you, like you said, you spent your junior year at Oak Hill, but decided to come back home. Was that because your mom wanted to see you play, or that, that's only because moms wanted me wanted to see me play some more, bro? That was it, and I and I I I, I was missing them. But I missed home. I missed I missed all my homies. I missed everybody. I, and I don't necessarily think I was ready at that time to to be so far away. But the fact that we were so good and so and, and won and won a national championship, it kind of helped me forget about the fact that I was so far from home. Yeah. But once once the season ended, 
that's when it set in. And yeah, I was right. just like, oh, nah, it's, it's, I don't know about this yet. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. At such a young age, you was able to like make that mature decision. Like yeah, a yeah. lot of, like a lot of guys, like they would be like, they, they wouldn't even like kind of take that into factor. And for you, it was like, you know, like that, this is what's important to me. Like mom's is important to me. Holmes is important to me. So like, that's, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, we 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 closing it, man. I know. Yeah. I'm sure y'all understand that. We yeah. just it, it was just it was fun. You know what I'm saying? It, it it was an experience for me to like the thing. The thing with the hill that people don't understand is like we didn't get to the only time we left campus was to go play ball, right? So there was a store on campus that everybody went to to get whatever they needed for the week. Mm-hmm. They gave us like a, a a small allowance. They gave us twenty dollars. Every student got twenty dollars to go to this store, buy whatever you want, microwavable this, microwavable that, <laughs> cereal, this, that, and the third. All that was like right there. Like walk twenty steps, go get it. Walk twenty back steps to back room. to the room. Right. So I got that. Ex- I got the experience, and it it was enough for me at that time. And I bet just like I- it. I bet real rap like that. That twenty dollars probably felt like a probably felt like a million dollars at that time. Like, <laughs> man, look, I was trying to find my best way to save it. To, you know, <laughs> next week I could have thirty. Then the next week I could have fifty. Next week. <laughs> <But, laughs> All right, no. <laughs> so uh, go, going into uh, your freshman year at Georgia, you had a pretty stacked freshman class. You, Travis, Leslie. Uh, just talk about that transition, you know, being a freshman on a big campus. You know, yeah, you think of a football school first. Uh, yeah. So how, how was that transition for you? It was good for us because we had a lot of hype coming in, being that we was all Georgia boys. Everybody knew us coming. Like, it, it wasn't no secret about our careers in high school or nothing like that. And we all knew each other. And since the and the last real team that people paid attention to was i think what it was like it was Jarvis and Jonas Hayes was that team mm-hmm. they 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 was nice and that was really the last team that like had any kind of recognition until the year before us coming they won the SEC tournament and it it just it was like okay cool so we're gonna have these dudes that know how to compete and we'll be able to come in as freshmen take our lumps whatever we got to do learn and then we can pick it up right there so for us man we 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 were still kids we we was still learning we were still trying to figure out the ropes and and learning how to really time manage and all, all the things you know all the things that go into becoming your own man and we loved it, man, because we, we leaned on each other a lot. We we had fun and we just wanted to be good. We just wanted to be as good as they want as they thought we could be, if, if not better. And I think we did a good job at, at least for that year of, of at least getting started to, to right. becoming something good. That's what's up. You were um, one of seventeen players selected with the U nineteen uh to represent the USA. And uh, I mean, we looking down, um, you know, your team was stacked, man. You had Gordon Hayward, Seth Curry, Shelvin Mack, Darius Miller, Ashton Gibbs, yeah. uh, Tyson Taylor, Arnett Motry, and Clay. Uh, yeah, Clay, Clay Thompson, 
you know, and you, you guys were in New Zealand. So talk about that whole entire process and playing with, you know, those talented guys and everything. You also led the team in score. Yeah. Um, that was – that was – uh, uh, that 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 group of people together was like, it was crazy because we gelled so fast, but we had none of us really had known each other like that beforehand. And the whole time we were in Colorado, doing all our um, like training camp and preparations and stuff, and they them picking the team and everything like that, we. It was so much laughs, man, right there, right there on campus, staying, uh, and it, it was so many other Olympians there doing training. Like it was, sw it was swimming. Uh, uh, it was a lot of swim guys there who were training for the Olympics. It was um, track and field guys there. And, and once we, once we actually like bought in and understood how good we could be, we, man, we, we, we went to another level. We was, we were training every day against the under 21 team and they had like Jawan Johnson, Trevor Booker, mm -hmm. like, uh, man, they, it's a whole bunch. I can't, Edmund Turner, like Deion Thompson. They had, they had a squad and every day we was competing with them. And it was to the point now where we starting to beat these dudes and we starting to like really catch our groove to where, like, how we going, how we going to play, how we going to go win gold. And, once we took off to New Zealand, I knew I already knew what it was. It was a wrap. Like we was, we was, we spent, we had spent so much time just up under each other, yeah. and you ain't got no choice but to 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 learn how to play with somebody when you spend that much time with them. And New Zealand was like being Team USA is is a is a completely different experience when you're in a different country because you rock stars. Ain't no, yeah, like ain't no, like y'all, you the y'all, y'all the guys, right? Yeah. Like, we y'all the ones that that we come here to see, and yeah. that, that's how, and that's what it was. Walking through the town, we, Auckland was dope, man. It was it was so dope. People, everybody spoke English. Mm -hmm. Um, it was it was. I mean, it was like a. It was, it was a whole whole experience, man. Playing against other dudes from different countries, seeing who was who was who, hearing hearing noise about like Monte Yunus mm -hmm. and um, Nico Papas, mm -hmm. um, Papa Nicolau. Mm -hmm. uh, there was it was it was a lot of it was a lot of hype going around, but for us, man, it was just like, bro, we come on now, like we we. You know, yeah, we, know. we us, we us, like, yeah. and we, we kept that swagger the whole time, and we won gold, man. To talk about like the that feeling, like y'all standing on the podium, hearing the national anthem with that gold medal around your neck, like that's like only only a few people, you know, what I mean, in this world could opportunity to feel that. So let's talk about that, like how that felt for you. Yeah, that that man, that was a blessing, man. That that made me feel like I had accomplished a lot of things in my life, and, mm -hmm. and to this day, that medal means means a lot to me man because like i said we put in so much work within like the time that we were there coach dixon was killing us man and going through all of that with the, with a group of guys that became brothers and was just tight like from from 1 from 1 to 13 man we it wasn't no no fall off as far as the relationship and the love the love between us was was real and being on that podium with 
those guys, man, that'll never be – I'll never forget that, bro. Never forget that. Now that – you know, that experience obviously had to give you a lot of confidence uh, going into your yeah. Like You led the team scoring and rebounding, and uh, you almost entered the draft after your sophomore yeah. year. Talk about, you know, how you was feeling in, in that whole process your, your second year in college. So normally, like – Normally, I during the summer I take time off. I I did it uh, since I was a uh, since I was in a, what a little kid playing ball. Man, summertime, whenever I got a chance to take time and just be a kid, I would do it. Yeah. And that going from from that summer going into sophomore year, I didn't get that time off. I just kept playing ball and kept, and stayed in like the same shape that I was in from game time from the lab from the gold medal game. In uh, in New Zealand, so it kind of my rhythm and everything was already there. I was I was a step I was just a step ahead of of, of anything that was happening at that time. And and that confidence that I had, it never went anywhere. It never it, it I never you know I never I never had any kind of doubt. And I just wanted to go to another level, and I knew that. I had to put, I started to hear from people like, oh, you can do this, you can do that, you can possibly get a draft. So that just gave me a, a whole nother chip that put in a whole nother chip on my shoulder to to be what they think I can be. And once the once it come came, the time came to decide, I was I was literally like it was like a it was like a last minute choice to stay in school. And honestly, like I don't know, I don't know why I say like to be real with y'all. I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I had, I had like I got a loyal, so I, and I, it's to a fault, but I got a loyalty problem. Like I gotta, I like to leave places. Like I like to leave a leave a, a, a big mark. I like to, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I like yeah. to, uh, if I tell somebody I'm gonna do something, I like to do it. And I yeah. like, I felt like I owed a little bit more to Georgia and to my new coach because coach had came in off of us we had a bad year my freshman year and our sophomore year was his first year coaching us and it what he him and I had built a great relationship and he asked me could I stay one more year because he knew what the deal was and I was just like coach I don't know coach I don't know I'm gonna talk to my people and we went to the our uh, end of the year banquet and I was just like man I got one more in me like I ain't, I ain't in no rush I can get better I can become a better player, you know what I'm saying? I could I can possibly go up higher in a draft, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, coach, I I'll stay one more, you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and and it just became what it was. My pops wasn't that wasn't that happy, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he was hot. No, he understood though. He at the end of the day, he understood, you know what I'm saying? I'll talk about like you said, you came back and then y'all end up, you know, uh having a great junior season. And I'm yeah. going to the NCAA's. Um, mm -hmm. Talk about that game versus you know you and you and IT um, in that mm -hmm. first round game NCAA's, and then talk about like you know ultimately you know you, you you felt that it was time for you to kind of make that next move to you know to enter the draft. Yeah. So initially at the beginning, like once uh, once preseason started, I got I got we had a we had a preseason game against Clemson. And uh, like a scrimmage against Clemson, and I I rolled my ankle real bad, mm -hmm. so that kind of put like a halt on me, and it and it it kind of broke like 
you understand. Y'all know what it, yeah. what an injury is due to. You would yeah. just take time to come back from it. it broke your rhythm. Yeah. So with that, it just drove me more to get back where I could have gotten where where I was before. But I, I it took a little longer than I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Not not you know what I'm saying, saying it was a bad thing because that I, I had to, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is. I had to go through that, I had to use that and and as fuel to to keep moving forward. And we had a great year, man. We ended up getting ranked in the top twenty five for a little while. Um and then we made it to the tournament and me and IT had a relationship since high school. Mm-hmm. And knowing when I once I found out we was playing against Washington, I just wanted I wanted to murder him. And he <laughs> he had the same and he yeah, had the yeah. same thing to me. Like we yeah. talked beforehand, like, bro, I'm coming at your neck. Like, yeah. okay, bro, I know it. Like I'm what you expect me to do, I'm gonna do the same thing. Yeah. So for me and him, like it was, it was almost a personal battle rather than you know what I'm saying anything. And when we lost that game, when we was up the whole time, man, and then it just got loose and went and went nuts, and we lost, man. And I was just like, yeah, I ain't got. It's time to go ahead and move on because that. I, in my mind, I remember the injury I had at the beginning of the season. I'm like, bro, I can't be, I can't play with it no more. Yeah. It ain't no, no more room for for error. So it was time to move on. Well, definitely. What was that whole, uh, you know, you make that jump to the NBA. What was that whole draft experience like and uh, your whole uh, NBA combine? And what team did you work out for? That 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 was that was dope, man. Um, going to Chicago, uh, meeting with every team, um, doing all the workouts against everybody, you know, all the draft picks, everybody expecting to be this, expecting to be that. Um, proving who you are, what you can do for a team. Um, I ended up working out for 12 teams. And it was dope going to every city, man, seeing all the practice facilities, sitting down, having real conversations with GMs, and it being the first time that Instead of it just being rumors of, of interest and stuff like that, it, it it became real at that point. And I just I just vowed to myself, I, I'm gonna do everything I can to put myself in the best position that I can be in to do whatever it takes. You know what I'm saying? And and that was for me, it was like I made it. You know what I mean? That it was that feeling like. All this, everything that I've done so far was was to get here and was to be able to do this, and it and it it paid off. So I ended up, I ended up going to a great city, um, a great team, and my my experience in LA was was crazy because when I when I got drafted, our team was completely different than what it ended up being. Yeah, and. My my role and my expectation to play changed, like immediately, and it was out of my hands. When I first when I got drafted, our, uh, the core to the team was like Eric Bledsoe, Mo Williams, um, Eric Gordon, Alfaro, Chris Kamen, um, who else was, and a, and, a, and a couple more people, and Bobby Simmons, like so. We were doing like a team, a team event, and um, Blake and DJ 
were like, uh, and I forget them, Blake and DJ. But um, <laughs> Blake and DJ came up to me like, "Yo, we just uh, we just made a trade." Like, and that's when they made the Chris Paul trade. That changed everything. So, yeah, completely changed everything. I went from like expecting to come in and play right behind Blake to being like the third or fourth four man. Like it wasn't even just the third or fourth big. Like I was the third or fourth power forward. So they brought in uh Reggie Evans, Kenyon Martin, um Chris. Uh who else, man? couple more people and then Vinny Vinny's I had Vinny Del Negro when I got um drafted and at first my meetings with him all was always like kid we know what you can do we we were surprised you dropped to 37 when we saw you like we knew we had to blah 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 all that stuff and then it went from that to like rookies don't get to play like that so like that was a that was for me the first that was the first experience of like all right this is the business and this is the pros and this is like it ain't a, sometimes it ain't up to you yeah so that took my whole rookie year from like excitement to being on the court to working my ass off every day in the in the weight room before before the game getting staying late working out on weekends when you know what i'm saying nobody in the gym on days off it's me and travis in the gym ain't nobody else in the gym it, it just cha- it completely changed what my year was going to be and that next year i was prepared to be what they wanted me to be and i just had a i had a terrible injury man talk talk about you you mentioned travis a little bit but both y'all was drafted um Drafted, you know, y'all played together. Yeah. I mean, Travis, your teammate from Georgia, people don't know. Mm-hmm. Y'all was drafted together. And then talk about, you know, going through that experience in, in L.A. with him. Like, you know, having somebody, um, you know, that you had spent the, the past three years yeah. with. Um, talk about y'all going through that experience together. And then let's talk about, like, you know, obviously, you know, you didn't you didn't play as much. But let's talk about that that Lob City, um, you know, being on that, that ride feeling. and that feeling. Like, you know, being in L.A. during that time, during Lob City. Yeah. Me and Travis, like, from day one in college, our, as soon as we got on campus our freshman year, we had the same classes. We had the same – we lived in the same room. It was like me and him just clicked immediately. And it wasn't hard because, like, we grew up on the same side of town too. So, like, he went to he went to public school on the east side. He went to Columbia. Mm-hmm. But if I would have – I mean, if I wouldn't have went to private school, I would have went to Stevenson and it would have – we probably would have played against each other, probably would have – you know, all that stuff. And he played with the Georgia Stars. So we always, I knew him, he knew me, but we didn't really like, we, we didn't know each other. So once we got on campus, like it just, it just gelled. And every day, man, me and him both had, we had conversations with each other about like what we should do, what, when we should go out, what you, do you think it's time, da, da, da. So after we lost that game in Washington, I mean, against Washington, I knew I was going. I didn't. I didn't care. And he was like, "Yo, like, I mean, I might as well go too." Like, yeah. so for us getting drafted together, we had no idea until it actually happened. 
and it was just like, oh, it's lit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we in L.A. too? <laughs> yeah, you know, we got to really go into detail about that. <laughs> so my crib, I, I had got my crib, like, his, his, we were in the same, like, on the same, in the same cul-de-sac in, in Marina, like, literally, like, walk, my crib was walking, like, 20, 30 steps from his crib. I mean, we did we did every everything together, bro. Like from like everything, and having having him made it like made made it so much easier, man, to just adjust and like have somebody to bounce ideas and emotions and everything off of without it being judged, without you not being sure if this person is really with you or anything like that, and then. On top of that, once that trade was made and everybody started yelling out that live city, live city, like being the young boys on that team was like heaven because like folks don't really understand. Like all they do is hear the press. And when once you get like a little bit of press of them saying like you're doing more than anyone expected you to, like you're you're the sl- like sleeping uh you once this kid gets a chance, you gonna go crazy. Da 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 da. Like the media, once the media start doing that, it just it creates a buzz. That Lob City being being in that, like it it wasn't no, cause y'all like y'all know the Clippers wasn't. You wouldn't even think about the Clippers before that. You know what I'm saying? So then they start. That's when they started talking about the town is changing. The and the Lakers wasn't that good no more. It was just like man, we were soaking up everything. Every little I, I was. I was like this with, with wherever Blake went, I went. Wherever DJ went, I went. So like <laughs> I was I was soaking up all that. And the whole city knew me. So <laughs> it was it was dope, man. It was dope. It was it was dope, bro. I know you definitely gotta have some stories, man. You know, obviously being in LA. Um Yeah. First, who who was your vet and do you have any rookie stories you wanna you wanna share? My my vets who I really like. I really attached to was DeAndre Jordan because he wasn't much old. He was like a year older than me. Mm-hmm. So me and him just clicked immediately. DJ took care of me like, like no other man. That was a, that was, that was big on me. Blake, Blake was, Blake is one of the hardest, hardest working people I ever came across, man. Like I would, I would be like, like sometimes I would try to, I would try to get to the gym before everybody, and he was already in there in a, in a full sweat, man. Mm-hmm. And I just – he did it on a daily – like, like some days I – you know, that, that one day you wake up, you're like, man, I ain't with this today. Like, yeah. I was – even – I go. I forced myself to go. On that day, he was in there. He was in there in a full – and I'm just like, bro, if this man – you know what I'm saying? If this yeah. man can do it, like, why can't I do it? Off the court. I learned a lot from Mo Williams. Mo Williams, one of the one of the realest people I've ever been around. Good, bad, ugly. Like Mo gonna keep it funky with you. He gonna keep it real no matter what, how you whether you want to hear it or not. Yeah. He's gonna give it to you raw. Um, Jamal, Jamal. That the second my second year was when they brought in Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford, one of the best people I ever came across man he he funny one of the funniest dudes in the world Chauncey Billups man he, he took care of me on the road he made sure I always had a little a couple of dollars in my pocket make it oh. made sure you know what I'm saying he 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 that was he was that guy um CP CP just used to 
he have he had like a, like to this day I got a toiletry a Louis Vuitton toiletry bag and it was his. Mm-hmm. And he like he used they used to um they used to play cards on the plane. So you I ain't <laughs> bro, you already know, bro. bro. I'm sitting on the I'm sitting on the plane and like they make me like they used to make me help the uh stewardess like pass out the food. No, uh-huh. which is cool, rookie, whatever, whatever. But like when I would be I would just like sometimes I'd be take I take a nap. We flying from LA to Atlanta. I'm take I'm on I'm on I'm taking a nap, right? On the plane. I roll over. It's my whole paycheck on the on the table right there. Like and I'm just like, yo, what? Like this how y'all so the thing about the the thing about the uh Louis bag was that's what C P kept his money in for the for the bull ring. He kept his money in that in that Louis pouch, right? So he ended up one night he just he getting hit over the head. He emptied out the Louis bag. He like, man, I don't even want to look at this no more. <laughs> he like, hey Rook, he just threw me the little he threw me the Louis bag, right? So I'm like it's my first, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. it is, yeah, it's me, of course. Appreciate like, it. Yeah. <laughs> so that um Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes is is one of the best teammates ever. Cause Matt Matt don't care about management. He don't care about nothing, none of like none of the politics, none of that. Matt don't care about none of that. Matt got your back, Matt. He gonna tell it raw. He gonna keep it real. To this day, I still, I, me and Matt still chop it up every now and again. And mm-hmm. him and his pot, his his podcast just alone tells the truth, like yeah. about who he is and what type of guy. Yeah. That's just that's that's Matt all through and through. He'll he he'll fight with you. He'll laugh with you. All that. So my my experiences, man, my with my OGs was on the. Uh, was man, look oh one one story. Um, I don't know if y'all knew this, but Karan Butler, he uh, Karan, man, I sat next to him on a plane, and Karan would just tell me little little stuff to to help me become a better pro mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But everywhere we went, no matter what was going on, right before the game, I didn't get to take a nap. I had to go get. A bag of peppermints and a handful of straws everywhere we went. Like it didn't matter what what city, what time we landed, none of that, none of that don't matter. We got. I need a handful of straws and a bag of peppermints. And he broke every time I brought it to him. He broke me off. He took care of me. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, bro, like, what you need a handful of straws for, bro? And then like, I got. Like I just did this like two nights ago. Like you ain't got no more of the straws that we that yeah. I just went and got you. But no, nah, rookie duties, man. Go, you gotta go to gotta go get the plate. Gotta have the hot food on the plane before the plane take off. Like you, I'm in the car. I'm I'm speeding down the down the road. I got a ticket one time flying to the airport from getting food. I had to one day. I had to get Randy's donuts. Right there in Inglewood, yeah. and bro, I'm flying back to the uh, to the private side of the airport. I get pulled over. I calls uh, I calls our team to, uh, operations guy. He, I put him on the phone. He like they they like all right, kid, go ahead. But I mean like <laughs> yeah. little, just little stuff like that, man. And I ain't I can't 
I can't go into detail the way I really want to about certain stories. Y'all boys know what's going on. I mean, it just I learned I learned a lot from that team, man. I learned how to be a pro, man. For real. I really learned how to be a pro. I know that you uh you said something about uh, you know, getting injured and all that. Um mm-hmm. you, know, you had the, it was a bone bone bruise, right? Real bad. Nah, bruise. it was it was diagnosis of bone bruise, but I ended up having a, a micro fracture. Micro fracture, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So like, I, I, I was that whole process and all that, that whole rehab process. So it happened in our, our first game of summer league going into my second season. Um, I came down, I blocked the shot and passed the ball in the air at the same time. Mm. And I can't, I just landed wrong. So like once it happened, I got, I got up, uh, I'm like, like gingerly walking a little bit. So then I just, I just walked off to the side. So for me, it was, it, it wasn't really pain in my knee where, where it was the worst part. I had so much, I had high, like hyperextended my ankle. So my ankle was what was killing me. So that's what I initially thought was wrong. I had, a, I was in a boot for the rest of summer league. Once we got back to LA, I went, got MRIs, got x-rays, everything. And it came back as like a, a deep bone bruise. Okay, normally bone bruises take no more than four to six weeks. So once the four to six weeks was up, I tried to start practicing. I'm like, yo, my knee is killing me. Like in one little spot, it wasn't like a big, it wasn't like it swelled up or anything like that. It was nothing like that. It was just, yo, this is killing me. Like, why, why does it feel like this? So sat down, um, took a little, took another like four weeks, same thing. Yo, it's killing me. This is not like I don't think. And now I'm starting to think like, yo, this is, there's no way this is a bone bruise. Like it, it's impossible for it to be that. So during that time was when we had Grant Hill too. So I'm on the sideline with Grant Hill. Grant just keeping my spirits up. I'm working out with him, doing every all the same things he was doing because he was injured too, and he he was helping me get through like just mentally, like not breaking down. And once that, once like it, it got to around like April, that's when the team was like, look, we love you. Like we want to keep you around, but it's just not like we can't right now. We got to make some moves because we're trying to make a playoff, uh, a real playoff push, championship push, which was, I know, I mean, as for me, that broke my heart. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never been cut from nothing in my life. So went back home. Um, was there, it was in my apartment in LA for about two weeks. My agent at the time, Aaron Tellum, he came to me and was like, I got a, another doctor who I want you to go see. So I went and saw Dr. Stedman in uh, Vail, Colorado mm-hmm. with my dad. We went out there and the doc, he looked at me and he was like, okay, this is a microfracture, right? So he's like, go ahead, let's, pre- let's prepare him for surgery. I, two to two days later, had the surgery, and um, it was like it was one of them surgeries to where, like, you can't, you legit cannot like put any weight, like you can't do. There's there's no no type of nothing. Like when I tell you, you got one leg, you really got one leg, and I had to at night for seven weeks, I had this machine 
that like bent my knee. It it did the, it did like the bend the knee motion. It did this motion mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. I had to do that for uh, in the middle of the night. It had to be for ten hours. Ten hours. So I, 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 yeah. So I had to sleep. Like I would be laying in the in the hotel bed, just watching TV, and this machine was just bending my knee back and forth, bending my knee back and forth. Then I go, I leave, I come up out of that. My pops was there with me, so he helped me the whole time. Um, come up out of that, go into the um, rehab center at the hospital, did my rehab. I was there with uh, Ed Reed. Ed Reed was there doing his rehab too. Chopped it up with him a lot. He had a bad knee injury too. He was, you know what I'm saying? He helped me mentally too during that time. Um, but yeah, for seven weeks, same thing over and over and over and after after i got like the clearance to leave i went back to la we had a rehab center not too like walking distance from the airport and our our practice facility or the clippers practice facility was right there so i lived right there it was right next to my apartment did my did some rehab there and then after that once i once i got back to the point where i could like jog I flew back to Atlanta. I started working out with one of my trainers um, that I, I grew up training with. And it just was, it was like literally step by step, like step slides, like step slide into a, into a jump shot. And then like, but it wasn't like no speed. It was like, literally like you take a step, like learn how to walk again type stuff. And did that for as long as I could do it. And um, once my agent came down and he saw, you know what I'm saying, where, where I was at and he just, he, he made the call. He asked me to come back to LA. So I started to, I went back to LA so that he could watch me and keep a, keep a tab on me training and things like that. And right after that was when I got the um, call from Nijni. But that was like, that was the, that was the most like, I had to look myself in the mirror during that time, man. Like, do I really want to, like, like, do I really, I, I had, I had thoughts, like, do I really want to keep playing ball? Like, Good. for real, like, just like, bro, this was, cause Kenyon Martin had the same, he's had the same injury. And once he found out like what was going on and he, once he, once we talked, like he like, yo, you got to listen to everything they saying. Cause if you don't do it right, yeah, it ain't going to, you're not going to ever be the same or you're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to, nothing so i always took it took heed to what he said and and it just it was hard man that was like a, that was like a, a wake-up call for my for me like like i really love this game you know what i'm saying like i really yeah. love playing ball you talked about the you know i mean recovering from the injury and then you got the call to go to ninja no grad um you know, what was, you know, what was that thought process going through your head? Like, what made you decide, like, listen, I'm going to go overseas and hoop. And then what did you, you know, what did you know about Ninja No Grab before you got there? Man, this was the, this was the time when, um, when the U.S. was trying to help Ukraine and, like, yeah. Russia wasn't messing, Russia wasn't <laughs> messing with the U.S. neither. Yeah. So, like, everybody, you know, every, people that don't really know nothing, they just, what you doing? What you talking about? You finna go where? Da, 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 da. So I had all the horror stories coming from them. Then I don't. I didn't. I only thing I had ever known from Russia was Moscow or Saint Petersburg. Yeah. So they yell out the name of this team. I'm like, I like what? Like what you mean? Like where? Like what you talking about? 
Like, I ain't, what you, what? And for me, I, it just came down to, like I said, looking myself in the mirror, like, brother, you really, do you want to play ball or not? Like, is this the only thing? This ain't no, nobody was going to touch me because they was afraid of my injury. Mm-hmm. And Nizhny just took a chance. Like, they, they needed a player. They was about, that was their, uh, one of their, I don't know if it was the first year or like they had, they had just got back in the Euro League or first, whatever. It was, first, it was their first year. Yeah, the first year. So they needed a player and then, I went out there, and when I got there, man, that was like that was the biggest culture shock ever, man. Bro. Like, bro, we, 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 yeah, coming from LA, coming from anywhere, bro. Cause we put, yeah, like, that's the yeah. Y'all, y'all never been to Digi Dograd, like I mean, no, like, it's a nice city, but like for what it is, like when we we played Digi. I know guys that play that are from Digi. They like, oh man, we gotta go back to Digi. Like we like that's it's just not. <laughs> I ain't. I can't. I. I. I mean. I can't. See. I. I'm glad Kyle. I'm glad Kyle right there because he can. Like he had to go there. You know what I'm saying? He. You. You know. Yeah. Imagine like like after the game with Seska right. Like after the game, you get on the plane. You going back to Moscow. I'm. I'm getting. I'm getting in the car and I'm driving down the street, bro. Like. Yo, that was different, man. I got now you stories, man. I got stories from there, man. That spot, yo, that is like that was <laughs> that was tough, G. And I, but now I know, like, I can make it anywhere in this world. I know that much. Yeah, thanks. I mean, y'all, y'all had a, I had a team too. Like, y'all, y'all, y'all surprised a lot of people. Um, yeah, you, uh, Terrence Kinsley, uh, Kim e, T, it was me, TK, uh, Taylor uh, Rochester, Art, Art, Art uh, Parahowski. Yeah, um, Simeon uh, Antonov. Yeah, my guy Simeon. Yeah, we had a yeah. uh, Dimitri Krostov. We had a uh, we had a we had we was all right, bro. We that that was fun because we just hooped like because nobody, yeah. like you said, nobody expected nothing from us, bro. Like we just we we just hooped. Like if we lost, if we lost, it was like all right, like who we played next, like yeah. And when we won games, it was like. Okay, we can win games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't gotta just be out here accepting nothing. Like we can win games. And by the end of that year, we when we finally got put out of Euroleague, we was one game away. We had beat Ephes in Turkey. We would have made it to top eight. Yeah. And like we it just it, it it was it was so much fun, man. It was so that year was so much fun as far as basketball. And we like again. We was close. Me, TK, and Taylor. We got so close, man. We just in Nizhny, It ain't. It ain't too much going on. So we had a couple restaurants that we would go to, and we would just spend time with each other, man. We, but we we I can't. I, it's just I, hard to explain, though, man. Cause cause you gotta you gotta experience it to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's one of them places. Like if you. It's hard to put in words. Like if you never seen it, you never been there, and you never you experienced you, you gonna it. Think, you gonna know. think you think whatever I tell you is an <laughs> yeah, exaggeration. Exactly. <laughs> like okay, boom. I got. Look, I'm gonna give y'all two stories. Right. One day we getting we waking up. Um. So because every day, every time we had a trip to take, we would fly from Nizhny. It's like say we played on a Thursday, we would leave Nizhny on Tuesday, fly to Moscow, sleep in Moscow that Tuesday night. 
wake up Wednesday and fly to whatever city we was playing in. Because right. wherever we went, we had to go to Moscow. So one day, like five in the morning, yo, we we on the team bus and we um on the way to the Nizhny airport, right? Drive a slam on the brakes, slam hard, boom. Not wake, like everybody, everybody jumped like out their seat. Like we like, yo, what's going on? Bro? So we walked to the front of the bus. It's a dude, like, it's a dude in the snow. Like, like his feet, his feet was in the snow. No, his feet was in the street, but his head was in the snow. <laughs> and like he was face down, like, like face down. It was snowing, it was snowing like crazy. He was face planted down in the snow with a uh with a fifth of vodka right next to him, the bottle empty next to him, and the driver almost ran dude over. So that's that's what made him slam the brake. He couldn't see nothing. So we like like just it put like, yo, like these folks, like these folks crazy. Like they don't like they ain't but they ain't, what I, then again I thought about it like what else they got to do? Like they ain't they ain't doing nothing else. Like and what's the what's another another story. I'm driving to practice one day. In Nizhny, it's like it's four bridges that go from mm. one side of the city to the other <laughs> side of the city, right? Yeah. So during the time, it was snowing real hard, right? So I'm leaving my crib. We get, I get to one of the bridges that I would take to uh, practice. And it's like, it's traffic, but it's cars like, like pulled over on the sides, on, on, on the highway. And people in front of me, like, they, they all like getting through traffic like this. So once I get up to like figure out why it's so much traffic, Folks is pulling their cars over and parking them right there on the highway and just getting out walking wherever they was like trying to go to. And it's like, like, bro, y'all, like, this is really what's going on out here. Like, I ain't like this ain't a it's not a movie. I'm not watching. Like, this is right here in front of me. This is happening, bro. It was cars like on train, like people would just be driving up onto train tracks, like in the snow and getting stuck, like. And it's just like, like, yo, like, what's going? Like, where am I right now? <laughs> Talk about the transition. So after you know that one year at Disney, you signed with historic club Real Madrid. So talk about how that went down and and that process. Mm -hmm. Did you did so, you guys uh you guys beat Madrid in in Ninji, right? No, nah, we got close. We was this close. Yeah, yeah that's um, we, we okay. lost by we lost by we lost by four. We ended up mm -hmm. losing by four. Yeah, I remember but, everybody, was, um, everybody was, I think either we played them before you or after you, and I remember watching, like, everybody was, like, surprised. It was like... Yeah, bro, we was, we had figured it out, man. We knew, like, if it was going to happen, it had to be between that group of guys and mm -hmm. let's just go. Like, whatever happened, going to happen, so let's just go. And we just hooped that whole year. But um, I, I knew before the season was over in Nizhny, I knew I was going to Real. Cause my, my agent just called me. He's like, look, man, like the whole time me and him was on the phone, like we, we, you know, make jokes about this, that, cause he knew I was in a, in a tough situation, and, but I was making the best of it, which was good. And he, he called me around like, he called me around like, uh, February and I was going to leave Nizhny and go to Panathinaikos, but he was like, stay just waited out. And then middle of March, he called me and was like, all right, look, we already got a deal. We can't release it yet. 
but you're going to Madrid next year. So I'm like, cool. I was all right with that. Whatever, whatever. Whatever happens here, I'm good. I'm set. So the the process started then. Um, went back home, and I just started to, to – that's when it, it released when I was at home. Started training, getting right, you know, doing all summer workouts and this and that. And when I got to Madrid, I just realized that like it wasn't, it wasn't gonna be nothing like what I had just experienced. Like, <laughs> from like living to like how they operate, how the club operate, like everything. Nothing was, you know, what I'm saying. And it, it was just a, it was just a breath of fresh air, man, to get back in a, in a position where it was professional, like from top to bottom. I embraced it, man. We um I knew who I knew who my teammates were were because of the year before. And I knew it was gonna be dope to play with all them dudes. Um we had a we had a tournament, a inter, the intercontinental tournament in Brazil coming up. So we went out there to Brazil and that was like a preseason tournament and uh, I played well. And my my feelings just were I was just I was just happy, man. It, I, it was like a, like I said, breath of fresh air, man, to to be in a situation with like again playing with dudes that can really play ball and dudes that were coming off one of the best, like if not the best year in Real Madrid history. Like they yeah. won that year, they won every like every title. Yeah. So I just I was I was happy, man. I, I felt good. I, I love. To this day, I love playing for Pablo. Um, I, 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 at that, it was easy to form relationships with guys. Though all the guys pretty much spoke spoke good English. Um, I caught on to Spanish real quick. Um, just listening to the guys talk in the locker room, um, and, and it, it started to feel like a, a good situation, man. A real good situation. So you said uh, you, uh, you you. Got caught on the Spanish real quick, so you can you can speak it a little bit and understand yeah, it. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm good. Mhm. It ain't it ain't that hard, man. Once you like once you start hearing it every day, like you know y'all know once you hear something yeah. every day and you Especially start to good. just yeah, I'm not a guy like I don't like reading books and learning through books like because that's just not how people speak. Yeah. These folks ain't out here talking like a book teaches you how to, that ain't how it go. Like right. I want to hear, I want to hear how Sergi talked to Chacho. I want to hear how yeah. Chacho talked to Rudy. I want to hear, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that helped me learn the real way to speak Spanish. And I got a, I got a tutor for the, for the little things, but she couldn't even speak English. So it was, it was a rap for that. It was a like, rap for her. And I just, I just leaned on myself again and I, I figured it out. Talk about the competition, your teammates that you're playing with. Uh, did that help your game? Like, you know, just be free to go in there, do your thing, make make it a lot easier for you playing with some of the best guards in all of Europe. You know, you got some, some other yeah. How was that? Yeah. So, so that was that was a, a, a an adjustment for me for real because the year before in Nizhny, like I was like it was coming straight through me. Everything was coming through me. It wasn't no. Like it would go through me, and if I can't do it, I'll give the ball to Taylor. And if Taylor can't do it, Taylor gonna give it to TK. If TK can't do it, he gonna probably give it back to me, and then mm -hmm. I'm gonna find big art or something like you know what I'm saying. But like here, it's completely different. The ball goes through certain people here, and for me, 
I had to check my ego at the door and understand that you're a part of a you're a part of a of a, a puzzle here. And this puzzle, this puzzle is successful. So it don't matter what you thinking, what you trying to do, you gotta learn how to catch and shoot. You gotta learn how to one dribble shoot. You gotta learn how to make your move quick in the post. You gotta rebound, run. That's it. I understood it. And that was another level of being a pro that I hadn't had to deal with yet. But it made it honestly made me a better player. Madrid has a, a system, a culture. And it's yeah, like if yeah. you don't if you don't buy into that culture, then it's like you it's not you out of here. You don't need be to. successful. Cause like I remember, you know, Draper's one of my, you know, one of my one of my homeboys, and it was like, you know, Draper will only play the third quarter. And yeah. you know, like even like situations like you. You know, there'd be some games like you get going in ACB and then you might not even suit up for, you know, for your league. Might not even touch the floor. You might even touch the floor. So, like, talk, like you said, you, you mentioned a little bit, but talk about that. And then also talk about Pablo Lasso. Like, just talk about, you know, him as a coach, you know, what you learn from him both on and off the court because, I mean, he's definitely one of the, you know, legendary figures um, mm -hmm. in Europe. And I always hear great things about him yeah. as a coach and as a person, you know, throughout all of Europe. The thing about playing here and being an American is the is is there's rules and restrictions on Americans as far as yeah. the ACB goes, so it kind of it messes up your rhythm completely because like you could have played like you said I could have got you know 15 and whatever the night before in Euroleague and Pablo would come tap me on the leg like yo you sit in the night I'm gonna play Gustavo and this one and that one instead. So I learned how to be be ready for at, at any point in time. Like my rhythm became did it, it wasn't an issue anymore because it was something that I didn't control. Like once I stopped being able to control it, I stopped worrying about it. Yeah. And it it, it it made it made me better, man. And 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 mentally it helped me learn how to deal with a lot of different situations like on and off the court. And it was never a knock to me whether I was, a, a, I, like whether I was good enough or anything like that. And that initially, that was a was something that I had to look in the mirror and ask myself too, was like, man, am I not like, like am I not good enough to play? Like what what is it, what's the reason for me to sit? You know what I'm saying? What's, what's the, what's the reason? Then I would, I would he would always Pablo and and all our coaches like would always remind me like like it ain't about that and it took me a while for me to actually accept that it wasn't about that because just I'm, I'm I can hoop like you know what I mean I can do I I feel like I could do this better than anybody like why am I not so that that was a that was a big deal for me at first and but once I once I nipped it it it, it was it was great and and as far as Pablo man. He's like he's one of the like he's one of the players coaches like that that nobody like I I don't know I don't know if I I don't know if my my transition would have been as easy if if I wasn't playing for him. It's like he ain't he ain't one of those guys that like demands you to put basketball before anything. Like he's a he's a players coach. Like he's a he's a human being. Like rather before before anything. And like there would be days like when I was struggling with the with the sitting and playing and sitting and 
he came up to me and was like, like, yo, like, do you still enjoy playing ball? Like, do you still want to play ball? Like, do you still – and I was just – I kept it real. Like, man, I, I'm struggling with this. Like, I don't understand why, you know, why this, why that. Like, why is it – why is this how they operate, this and that? And he just brought me back to earth. Like, reminded me of my – who I am, why I signed here, why they wanted me, why I'm – why I'm a value to the team. and. From that day forward, like, I, I just – I saw him different, and I wanted to play. I wanted to play. He's one of those dudes, you know, you want to play hard for because he – no matter what, like, he understands. Cause he was a player, too. There was days when he – you know what I'm saying? He he was saying he would say how, like, I don't want it. Sometimes he, like, I don't want to be here right now. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just – I want to go be with my family. I want to go, but this is our obligation, and, it, and we got to show respect to the game. And – He's more, he's more of a, he's more of like a, like he's really approachable. He's really, he understands the game. He's a guard, he was a guard. So like he sees the game differently than I see it, mm -hmm. which helped me with this system because I would listen to him and he would be seeing things that I wouldn't be seeing because of the position I'm playing. Mm -hmm. And he would explain to me like what Sergi sees or what, Chacho would see or like now nowadays like what Faku sees or yeah, what yeah. makes it easier for me to be successful or where I should be on the floor because this is where he's looking for you to be or this is where you know it, it just he's a he's a he's really good at what he knows how to do. So your your first season with Madrid, y'all ended up losing the Fender in the playoffs. Um, Smacked. <laughs> Made some moves in the off season. I think that next year was the first year that the, the format changed, kind of like an NBA style. Yeah, yeah. Y'all finished first in the league. So let's talk mm -hmm. about that. You know that transition and, and y'all motivation coming back that year. Well, all the motivation was the fact that we got swept by Finner in the playoffs. Like we knew we was better than that because, I mean, and that, and that gave us fuel to to beat Barcelona in the ACB championship. So Barcelona had a good team that year. Yeah. And I mean, we just, it, it was, it was like embarrassing for us because like we knew we was better than that, man. We shouldn't have got, we might not have, we might not have won just because that Fender team was rolling, but we ain't, come on. That's like, we, we, that, we, we was ashamed of ourselves at that time. So we took that, feeling into the ACB final and then it carried over into the next year and we got closer that was my second year so everybody was familiar with me um they knew where I would be what I was good at what I would what I wasn't doing what I was doing and it kind of just like it clicked and we felt we felt like we had a real good shot at, at winning it and that's just how we played. We we took it like every. We just took it one day at a time. Got better every day. Held each other accountable, and and came out regular season champs. And it it was dope. Let's talk about the the rise of you know you seen um you seen Luca. We got we can't you know without mentioning yeah. you know, without. So you you seen Luca from the beginning, dude. You know talk about his rise, and then talk about you know I, I talked to Othello and I talked about um. Talk to Anthony, and they was talking about like they seen it from the beginning. They was like, you know, Luca came in, and you, you know, what I mean, he was talking talking trash to everybody. Like he, it ain't, it didn't matter. So you know, talk about like you seen the behind the scenes stuff, and, and have you been surprised about um, the success so far? 
Zero surprise, man. Me, him, and Jeff Taylor, we we like we talk every day. Like we, we the three of us, we got so close, man. So close. And just like I, I was with him for for the ages of him going from being a kid to being able to go to clubs, being able to have a drink with us out in public, being able to you know what I'm saying? Do do everything that everybody's doing rather than him having to go from practice to the to the residency and sleep with his old junior team teammates and stuff like that. Like so initially he was always what he is now, but yeah. he wasn't as like confident just because he was young. He he hadn't he hadn't grown into his body yet. He hadn't played enough and had enough experience to feel what it feels to be a point guard at the top of Europe, at the top of ACB. Once the second year of him being around came, he was bigger. His, you know what I'm saying? He he was taller. His 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 arms was bigger. His legs were stronger. He was he just he had a he had another level of swag with him that like you couldn't really, you couldn't really teach it. Like if you're born with it, you're born with it. Yeah. And he, and he was born with it. I see, I, I could see it. Like, like I'm, like I come from the east, bro. We talk trash. We talk. We like we. I'm bumping you. I'm, I'm talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that, all day, every day. So, the first time that I knew that he was ready, was like we was playing three on three in practice one time, and I'm killing him. I'm, I'm going, I'm going nuts. Like I'm going back. Like I'm playing like back in the park, like yeah. I'm, you know what I mean, and I'm and I'm talking crazy, right? So as I'm like hitting him and bumping him and doing this, he ain't doing he all he's doing is like, all right, come on, let's go, like all right, you got that one, let's go, like what's up, like and then when he get the ball, he giving me everything he got, boom, 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 boom. take that. Now what you got for that? Like you know what I mean, little slick, like all the little slick shit, like. So now I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, he ready. Like he ain't scared. He ain't like ain't none of that. So then that that next year came, it was a wrap for everybody. Mm-hmm. It was like the kid is here now. Like he gonna go. Like he going ahead and take his place as the man. Like yeah, made history. You know? <laughs> like give him the ball. Let him do what he gonna do, and he'll make us all better. Like, yeah. And and that's that's exactly what he did, bro. He. He cold, bro. He a dog. He got that dog in him. Like, people don't remember too, like that year. Like y'all lost. I think that was the year. Is it the year that that's the year Sergio Chacho, the Chacho leave that year, and then Chacho left the year. Chacho left the year before, but then Sergio got hurt. His knee so like it was like literally, it was just like it was him. It was like, his show. It was him and Faku. Yeah. It was and and at and, one point Faku Faku had got hurt. Yeah, and but it, but this is a different Faku. Like he was coming. I think he had just came back from uh from he was uh, loaned out to somewhere or something like that. He it's the not Mercia. like he, yeah, it wasn't like how he is now. Like obviously now ah, like he did, it wasn't. He, did, he was like it. Both of them was kind of like unheralded. Like nobody was like nobody knew the yeah. situation. Nobody knew. So we'll be we'll be on a bus. Like say we going somewhere about to fly to like Greece or something like. We'd be watching highlights, of, like NBA highlights, and, and I'd just say something slick to Jeff, like, yo, he ain't ready. Like, look, like, like, Russ, like, Russ, 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 Dame, 
Kyrie, I can't wait to see Luca play again. They gonna kill his ass. <laughs> I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. And he like he would like be sitting there like almost like he about to tear up. Like he like, <laughs> but like not on no like sad. Like he yeah. he ready. He like oh word like yeah ready to throw like, hands. Oh, all right, all right, watch this and like. We we go to go to play Olympiacos and he'll go nuts, and then we'll get on the we'll get on the plane and he'd be like, like I'm not playing like, this ain't like I'm like all right cool. Then the next the whole next day to come back I'm like yo I can't wait to see CP put the ball through this nigga legs and drop him. Like I can't wait to see Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I just used to mess with him because I wanted I just I wanted him to be what he is right now. Like, I couldn't wait to see it. And I was gonna say, what what was that? Mo- was there a moment or a specific game that Luca had where he was like, "All right, yeah, this is it. Like he's he's gonna be that dude." It wasn't a game; it was practice. Okay. It was it was more it was it was practice because, like, for me after like every day, me and Jeff we get shots up at the practice, and Luca always wanted to be right there with us. Like he always wanted to, and then once we finished shooting, he like. All right, but like I want to like do this too, like and then I want to like do this too, and then so like me, I'm like I'm dead, but I'm not gonna quit. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, come on, let's do it. And the whole time I'm like, like, bro, this this kid is gonna be like, I can't wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't wait to see him tear the NBA apart. Cause like everything he did, everything he did in Europe, he did that with so much less space and so much more contact and so much more physicality like people people don't like Europe is way more physical than the league like and people don't understand that and when they would ask me like what you think about the kid what you think about the kid I wouldn't even I'm just like you gonna see just wait like you gonna see like just wait and then it's about what twenty games into the NBA season, everybody, oh, you was for you was right, you was, right. <laughs> you, you called it right on the head, like, like I told y'all, like I went through, I did it, I tested him myself, like you know what I mean, like I was testing every day, like I know he ready, I know he finna tear y'all apart. We gotta talk about that uh, 2017 2018 championship season. So yeah. you know, going right into that, I mean, every every year the ultimate goal is to. You know, win that, win that title, win that championship. But you know, how was it? How was the whole, um, you know, Final Four experience? Like we had said earlier, like we was dealing with injury like crazy that whole year. Like the whole, the it was if Anthony had something with his ankle, and then like like uh, Gustavo messed up his shoulder, and then Sergi had his knee messed up. He wasn't ever, he wasn't there the whole year, and then Faku messed up his. So for us, it was like we kind of was like limping through the year in a, in a sense, but we never we never lost confidence in the fact that like we know if we full power, we can beat anybody, and we and we can we can be the best team in Europe, and that's when um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's when Cool uh, Onya Kuzmich got hurt, yeah, and. That's when Eddie came to the team. Yeah. And that was a whole nother dynamic in itself, too. So we had to get Eddie. Eddie had to learn how to play with all of us and, and figure out what was going on the same way we all had to. And that took time. So initially, like, going into playoffs against Panathinaikos, we was like, 
we was like, like, like we know we we good, but this Panthers team is dangerous, yo. Like they had Chris, Mike, Loyeski, Nick, uh, Kalathis, Marcus Denman. Yeah, that team. Wow. They had they had a squad. So like they had James Giss, Adrian Payne. And they had, they had home court advantage, right? Or yeah, we yeah. went there first, yeah. and they. They beat us, so we go in, we go in, and they beat us by 30 the first game. Yeah, yeah I remember. Like, they came out, tw- it was 20 to zero at, at, in the in the first quarter, like, at one point. I remember that game. I remember that. So. <laughs> that was, I, I never, that was like a video game. It was like, you know, you play video game versus like, yeah. Like, you, no, disrespect, you talking- no, no disrespect to y'all, but it was like, like everything like could happen bad happened for y'all. And it was just like, boom, 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 hey, boom. No, no disrespect taken, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, with, and you and you saying it felt like a video game for you. Imagine yeah. being in there, and that that <laughs> happening, bro. It was so loud in it. Like we sitting on the bench right next to each other. I can't hear what Jeff saying to me yeah. right next to me. So after that, after we had got smashed, we get back to the hotel. Pablo take us straight in the um, meeting room, and we watch the whole game. Um, on film. We watched the entire game, play by play, bro. Like, stop, like, from tip off, like, they scored, he stopped it and said, now, and talked for 10 minutes about that one play. Let it go down. He let it go to us on offense. He said something slick. We went back on defense. They scored again. He stopped it. <laughs> said, went in on that. Said something slick, like, that it took us like we we ain't go to sleep till like oh so wait so after that after the meeting we go upstairs and we meet in uh Felipe room and we like yo come on bro like that was yeah. like come on bro like we ain't like what is we doing here like it was yeah. we it was, this is this really what we got going on like we got a chance to do something special man let's like stop playing like so then the next game we came out and we, and we beat them. And then we came back home and we took care of business. And and that right there was like, yo, we battle tested. Like yeah, that gave you out of confidence. It ain't yeah, it ain't yeah. nothing we nothing nothing no no team can do that we not prepared for. Yeah. We already seen it and we already yeah. went through it at our worst. Yeah. Faku was hurt. Sergi had just came back. Eddie came in and we was starting to we had figured it out. So like we was like that that it went it went from from one to two like and we just took off, bro. That was that was low key how we felt last year. Like the same, it was almost like a similar, yeah. similar situation. It was like once yeah, we got bro. once we got to the fall, we were just like, yeah, we like there's no like there was nobody, nobody get, yeah like we ain't worried like you get down in the third and you like <laughs> yeah. no we cool like we it ain't nothing to worry about we about yeah. to win yeah yeah. So talk talk about I mean y'all when y'all won it y'all finally won it in, in 2018 and that championship celebration and that feeling you know that feeling collectively of like you know everybody like y'all y'all was finally champions after you know after the, the last couple of years of y'all going through the yeah. final four defeats and all that talk about that man once we won it it was like it was like a like a weight off of our shoulders because we all were felt we all felt pressure just because of like we we were so talented man and we we felt like we had sh- we should have done that sooner because of just the names that we always had on our roster like the guys we had like we when well, we should have that's how we felt but like anything we we also knew anything could happen you know what i'm saying and, and things didn't go our way and we wanted to make sure that it went our way and 
once we did it, it was like like everybody took a deep breath, bro, and was just like, finally, bro, like we got it. Like and and it took it took all of us like to another level. All the guys that we all been together, we finally like felt the same. Everybody felt the same. Like me and Jeff felt like we was a part of the group now. Cause all of those guys had won one in yeah, twenty fifteen together. And now we felt like like okay, we like we we one of the guys. Now they were really now we can really be accepted and like it it the city was going crazy. The city was going crazy, man. Talk about the city going crazy. It was like uh, less than a week away, you know, the, the football club when the uh, uh yeah. Champion. So, you know, how how was how was things rocking at that time? Cause you know you got that so club at that time. At that time, I was that's when I was going through things with my mom. My mom, uh, my mom passed. Yeah, God like, soul, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Um I I at the beginning of the year, I had left for a, like almost a month and was at home with, with her and just I wasn't sure if I wanted to even come back because she wasn't doing well. But when I got back home, when, when me and my fiance and my daughter got back, she started doing better. Mm-hmm. And that feeling, that feeling of like her getting better, it came over me like, hold up, like maybe, maybe I should, you know what I'm saying? And and I got a call from the team and um, they were on the road. It was in Zalgiris. And that's when Anthony got hurt. Anthony Goose and uh, Kuz all got hurt. So the team was like, look, man, like, we got – you got to come back. We need you to come back. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, I'm not thinking about this basketball right now. Yeah. I don't care. So it took it took moms being like, yo, go stop playing. Like, go get on the plane. Go handle your business. Like, we don't – that ain't how we operate. So I went back and and finished the year out. But – it was like right after right after um we won it and we took a tour of the city to um celebrate like the show the city the trophy and everything like that on the bus got, right yeah yeah bus, yeah so i got a call from my pops and was like yo she she passed so like i missed the whole i missed going, the the whole like celebration with the soccer team and everything like they brought us. They brought the, the whole team out onto the soccer field with the soccer team, and they, you know, held up both trophies, took mad pictures, and everything like that. I was at the crib when that was happening, but like, still, I, you know, I mean, I was a part of it, so I, yeah. I, I was, I felt it. I was, I was happy, and then after a while, like after the funeral and everything like that, I came back to Madrid and finished the season, and we won ACB. So that, like, that made me feel good. Like I knew my mom's. Like I, I felt, I felt her. You know what I'm saying? I felt yeah. her through that whole process, through that that final four in Serbia. I felt her, and then when we won the ACB, I felt her. Like either it was just, it was real for me. Before we kind of wrap everything up, um, you gotta talk to the people about um, number one about El Clasico. Um, yeah. First, the basketball version. Talk about yeah. you know the importance of El Clasico and what El Clasico is in Spain. And then also, you know, now, I mean, you've been Real Madrid. You've been – talk about your relationship with some of the, the football players there. And mm-hmm. um, and then also, you know, like you said, I know the, the football team and the basketball team, you know, kind of close. Talk about, you know, now you're 
I guess now you're a football fan, so talk about, you know, yeah. possibly, you know, going to the games and stuff like that. Like, I love to play ball. I ain't never really been one to get into the whole rivalry thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we hate you. I hate this. I ain't never been that guy. But, like, it it, it settled in once. Like, I when I first got to – when I first landed in Madrid, our team guy picked, up, picked me up, and he was showing me the city. He was taking me to get all my um, – like my testing, my physical and all that stuff done. So I tap him. I'm like, yo, like, what's the, like, how big is, how big of a deal is like Real versus Barcelona? And I'm coming from the University of Georgia and we like, we hate the University of Florida. Yeah. Like with a passion, like, yeah. like on some, like, for real, like we'll fight. I, like, I'll fight about this. <laughs> yo. He looked at me. Like I, I tapped him when I tapped him and said it, like I look, I'm, I turned to the side. Like he looked at me, like with the with the straightest face, like, like, <laughs> like, and I'm so I'm like, I'm like, oh, all right, like, all right, bro, you ain't gotta, like, you ain't even gotta, like, you ain't gotta say nothing. So it was cool for me. Like I, I never got into it. Never. Then Barcelona came to Madrid, and they like they beat us. But, like, it was going crazy in the gym. And, like, it had never gone crazy. Like, I never – our fans – our fans, you know, our fans don't – like, our fans is, like, they, they, they appreciate the game to where, like, if somebody on the other team make a good play, they might celebrate with that, with that dude, like, for right. his nice play. Yeah, right. But, like, when Barcelona came around, yo, it was like, yo, dude, they, they spitting at the bench. <laughs> They like it's it's mayhem. So it 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 put it in perspective for me. And I was like, all right, cool. Like then when they after they beat us, I felt like I felt they shouldn't have beat us and it just kicked it in it kicked it in for me. Like, okay, now I don't like Barcelona. Like <laughs> like I don't I don't and now over the years it's just been like it's just grown and grown and grown and like now they every time um Ante Tomic would do anything. He if he touched the ball, he getting booed. When they call his tank, call his name to, um in the in the lineups to introduce the team at first, they, he getting booed. So like it's it's real. So like we went to it was King's Cup in um in Gran Canaria. They beat us at the buzzer. And that's when it that's when like I I just I can't. I got. I don't. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I can't. It's different like, I, now. I can't really. I can't really. Like I don't even like saying their team name no more. Like, my homies, like, I got. I got real homies like that play with Barcelona. Like I got. Like yeah. me and Chris. Sing- like me and Chris Singleton literally been playing together since we was ten years old. Like yeah. when Chris played for Barcelona, I did not like. Like Chris didn't like me, and I didn't like Chris. <laughs> it's just, it's it was deep, what it bro. was. That deep. So. Yeah, like real deep, bro. And I, I never been that guy. I'm laid, I'm cool, laid back, calm. Like I never been that guy, bro. And it, it just, it, it, it was in perspective. And then going to one of the soccer games, like the week before, I was doing. I went and got like some um, treatment on the in the side the soccer facilities. They got, they got all the anything you need, any type of treatment thing. Like they got it. So I'm over there and um, I'm doing like a hot cold thing with the tubs and Ronaldo walks in. So he, um, yeah, yeah, buddy, buddy, cool though, buddy. Like he, 
he could like he could sit here on his on his call with us. Like he a cool dude. Cool. He um he came and he just started he sat down with me and we just started talking and um he started explaining to me how much like how how much it meant to him when he played he played in the game and just like he put it in perspective of like like think about a basketball game to where like we got like what some I don't know how many thousand in the, in our gym like with white shirts on doing the chants and everything like that now imagine like that with like how many ever thousand I don't even know how many people can fit in Bernabeu but like he was it just explaining like the feeling he got like as he was walking out being being arguably the best soccer player to ever play yeah he walking out that tunnel like that just meant more to him than like anything in the world like and we went to the game we got like a we got like a special uh, spot that we sit in like in a press box so we watching the game from inside the press box but like we could see all the fans and they, the fans is like like it's religion bro like it's you you wake up like you wake up brush your teeth and you like you hate you scream out you hate barcelona like <laughs> and it's and, and it real but like i got i got yeah i got i got kind of cool with him um draper draper is a political genius bro like he cool cool with the whole world yeah the draper draper gonna be on here next but that's what i was trying to tell you draper like he 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 used to yeah yeah so he used to like he used to always get me to like open up with the soccer dudes he used to always get me to you know just have conversation try to try to have some kind of mutual respect or mutual understanding and just you know, have conversation, bro. We all, in in a sense, we all going through the same thing. And I think for him to do that for me, like it made it it, it meant a lot. And I got cool with like Marcelo and Garrett Bale, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Cruz, um, and those those dudes now, like like we we all go over there and use the sauna, and we all just sit and laugh, like and them dudes they. They they know more basketball than I than I expected, and they yeah. they watch us. They watch us just as much as we watch them, and it's a it's it's dope, man. It's dope. Now, as a guy that got drafted, you know, they got the ultimate dream, had a chance to play in the NBA, but you know, you've had a successful career overseas as well. As well, do you have any you know thoughts, or or do you want to get back to the league, or do you see yourself finishing your career in Europe? Man. I'm actually a free agent now, and uh, it's a toss-up, man. Like I, I, there's always like there's always talk, there's always interest, there's always like a what if, there's always, you know, possibility. And and the question, the question, it, it'll happen until it can't happen no more. Until that window is closed, that's like a that's definitely a conversation. And I've had had plenty of conversations now, especially with the with. It might not the season possibly not coming back. Like it's it's become a real thing and timeline. If the, if the timelines match up, you know, because you know everything don't everything don't work out the way you always want it to. Um, if if timelines you know match up and everything, I'm I'm willing to do whatever, man. Because as a, I mean, as a kid, like you know, we we always we all dreamed of playing in the league, bro. Like we ain't 
we didn't grow up thinking about playing for Seska or Real Madrid or mm-hmm. wherever. Like it was, just, it's just that that part of you that just won't go away until they like, all right, like no, like you 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 too either you too old or you just you're not in demand or whatever it may be. That that feeling will will be there forever. So I mean, we'll see. I ain't I ain't had. I'm open to whatever, man. Lastly, before we head out, man, like I said, you you. You've been somebody that's been, you know, through all walks of, you know, everything throughout this journey, your basketball journey. So, mm-hmm. you know, what what advice would you give to, you know, see younger hoopers um, or just you know, younger younger people out there just want to be successful in life in general? Man, whatever it is you want to do, man, hone in on your craft, man, and and be prepared. Like, if you ain't got to – if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And once you make this step from – you know, amateur to, to professional. There's a lot of things that go into it that that you would never think do, and there's a lot of things that you can't control. So for me, learning to control everything that I can control and not worrying about what I can't was the biggest thing that helped me be who I am today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I still got you know what I'm saying walks a light in life I, I, that I feel like I got to get done, and and that'll that'll always be the case, and and whatever whatever your situation is man just just stay the course with it and and, and bet on your I, i'm big i'm big on betting on myself i always I always said that since i was a kid man like i know i know me i don't know about the next man i don't know what what's in store but i know when it when it come to me i know me so know yourself man no no put yourself in a position to do whatever you can do and when you do just be professional about it, man. Yeah, you you over for anything. You've been trying to get you on this TBT mob for the past couple of years. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? You know what's happen. crazy about that? You know what's crazy? I swear I put this on everything, dog. Last summer, I was this close, bro. I know. I was this. I swear I was this close, you bro. Did, you did it, you too, bro. But my thing, and yo, I watched them sitting in LA watching it, bro. I'm like, yo, because they got... I'm literally watching like the 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 five that's on the court, and I'm like, well, if that was me, like <laughs> it would just flow. It would just flow a little bit like smoother. Oh, we did it. We did it like a. We did it a, like we did it like a four. Like space, it, space it was, the floor out. It was me and Dunstan, so it was like we like we y'all, y'all right on top of each other. I, it was bro, like, trust me, bro. I'm sitting there watching it, bro, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, if that was me and Kyle. Well, me and Brian instead of Brian and Kyle, mm-hmm. like it would, it would have been so much more space for Mike to do Mike. Yeah. It would have been so much more space for you to do you, me to do me. I swear, dog. I swear that I'm not, I got all three of y'all on the line at the same time. I swear. <laughs> now I got We we gotta see what what happened. Yeah. How how everything play out. Yeah. But like. Y'all shoot me that call, man. I ain't gonna, I promise I'm gonna, I promise I'm gonna answer the phone. If anything, I promise I'm gonna answer the phone. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, my guy, I appreciate you, man. We appreciate you. You know what I mean? Taking man, I the time, y'all. man. Yo, it's good. I needed. I ain't true. I needed this, man. Yeah, facts, bro. Facts, bro. Facts, bro. We are. We all know we all in this situation. So I mean, hopefully everything get better. You know what I mean? My my. Our, our wishes and our prayers go out to your family, not only your family, but your family back back in the A in Georgia. So, same, same, um, bro. 
man. Keep in touch, bro. You already know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we've seen each other sooner than later. Um, yeah. we, we get back to being, you know what I mean, everything being normal. But until then, bro, you know what I mean? Stay safe, you know what I mean? For sure. Y'all boys do the same, man, for real. Yeah.